The Auburn Tigers land another commitment for star Carmelo English. What does he mean for Auburn, and what does it mean for this class moving forward? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across Locked On Podcast Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrate. And if you're listening to the show, you celebrate Charlie Tuesday and Styles. We are joined by Charlie Five, Auburn message board legend. Fun news hitting while a lot of folks were barbecuing and grilling out and stuffing their face celebrating America, Charlie Five. But Carmelo English becomes the fourth member of this 2023 class. Another four-star, uh, the very talented wide receiver from Central Phoenix City. Lot to like about this kid, Charlie Five. Oh yeah. First off, we get a kid from Phoenix City. That's Huge. that's big. I don't think we've gotten one since maybe uh, uh, Jonathan, um, the quarterback. I can't, I can't. I'm losing his last name. Um, but Wallace? it's been a while. Wallace, Jonathan Wallace. I think that's. I can't remember another. Is kid that, that the last there. one? It may be. Um, wow. So uh, good. Good to get kids like that. And this is not just a. Um, this isn't a fallback plan. This isn't a. Uh, you, kid that can't get in anywhere else this is your number one target at wide receiver a uh you know top top recruit uh and you go in and you get him and he and he could go pretty much anywhere that he wanted um playmaker that's a big big win we talked about it on the show last week we said that even though some of the recruiting outlook may not look great you can celebrate these two commitments we just got this weekend um with uh the kid from Montgomery, his name's Jeremiah Cobb. Not, yep, Jeremiah Cobb, the 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 best running back in the state. And uh, then you add this one today, Carmelo. It's a it's big ad. Now you got four commits. I mean, and at least on rivals, they're all like right around top one hundred and fifty guys. Mm-hmm. So the quantity may not be where we want it, but the quality is is definitely there. All solid four stars. All four of them, I see a clear path to playing time. Potential starters in their first two seasons. All four Easily. of them. All four, All four of them. Terrence Love may be the toughest just because Auburn's best at recruiting defensive backs. There's just more talent there. But still, I think he has a role um, as either a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore. All four of these oh, guys. Yeah. And so moving yeah. forward now, right, the reason this is so big, you mentioned Jeremiah Cobb that Auburn added on Friday. Number one running back in your state, Carmelo English, the number one wide receiver, for for most recruiting services throughout the state of Alabama. This is good. This is really, really good. And it's on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think that is something that they need. Um, I think they've shown, even though it's been a little bit slower on the defensive side, I, I just kind of trust that things are going to fall into place there. I just, I, I trust that more because there's more proof of, you know, proof of concept, uh, I guess is the term I'm looking for there. But on offense, it's like, you know, the, you're still kind of selling what this could be right? over the next few years. You're selling a vision. With the defensive side of the ball, I don't know if you're necessarily selling that as much. 
No, you're 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 right. You gotta the the big wins we're having uh, early are on offense, and you would think that, like you just said, it would be the other way around. Uh, it's just it, it's just good to see these. You're starting to kind of get a little bit of momentum with some of these in-state guys. We were almost. I mean, if you do if you don't get Carmelo, you're shut out of the top ten uh, in the state of Alabama more than likely. I think he's right around like eight or nine or something like that. So um, he pushed back his commitment, kind of scared us a little bit. I think it was more of a logistical thing than anything. It wasn't anything that we should have been worried about. But anytime that happens, you kind of kind of panic. But it kind of came out of the blue today. Yeah, I mean, I think I think anytime you're the favorite and it gets pushed back, it's like who's uh in his ear? Who's in his ear? Who's gotten to him? Has he got another visit coming up? But no, that was good. You know, that, that, that was obviously a big thing. Um, it seems like Michigan was kind of the number two for them. And so, yeah, they've, uh, you know, that's a college football playoff team from last year. So fending them off, right. I think, is absolutely huge. And it goes back to, and we've talked about this a ton, it goes back to what Brian Harson's kind of first, his first press conference on that Christmas Eve was, you got to win the recruiting battles close to home. The guys yeah. in their backyard. A backyard, I believe, was a term that he actually used. And so far, three out of the four guys are in his backyard. Braden Joyner, Auburn, doesn't get much closer than that, obviously. Jeremiah Cobb, you know, an hour away in Montgomery. And then, uh, obviously, you know, heading over to uh, Central Phoenix City. It's 30 minutes if you drive fast enough. Well, so, Well, Terrence, I mean, Terrence Love is just Fairburn. That's not that far. I mean, okay. that's not, I mean, that's just, what hour and a half hour and away a half, or something sure. like that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he's that's that's kind of been his plan: be a little bit more selective, kind of cast your cast your net close to home and um, win some battles. So that, that's good stuff. Yeah. So Carmelo, he's 5'11", 175. That's that's what most of the recruiting sites have him listed at. Not elite size, no. But he makes up for it, I think, with physicality. Um, so physical. Yeah. I, I was going to say it. Yes. Yeah. John Garcia talked about that on our recruiting Thursday last week. And, and he just talked about how physical and how tough Carmelo English plays. And also you just find a way to get the guy the football and then good things happen. Extremely productive last year for the Red Devils. Um, 70 catches for a little over a thousand yards. You absolutely love to see that. Love 18, it. At high school level. That's huge. 18 receptions as well. Um, I also love this. He got the ball six times, and context matters here, and I don't have it, but he got six rushing attempts and scored on two of them. So, uh, pretty solid. I love that as well. I love that as well. To me, I know he's not quite as big, but the way, as hard as he plays, and you, and this is one of the, you took the, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. He plays hard. He looks like, kind of like a smaller Des Bryant, like reckless almost. Like he just, he runs across the middle hard. He goes up and gets the ball hard. He runs through tack. I mean, he's just a – he is super – he's hyper-aggressive. And kind of get – I kind of get like a smaller version of Des Bryant kind of feel from him. Like maybe he could play six foot 200-ish yeah. and just be a very physical across the middle, um, even you know, outside receiver or like a go up and get it because he, he has really good – he has a really good vertical and some of the highlights. I mean, he just abuses kids. Sure. One-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And obviously that's high school competition, but you got to dominate those guys. It's still um, 7A, though. I mean, it, he, he's still dominating the at the highest the level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's – a lot of his highlights are not against – I mean, you, you, you'll recognize the schools when you watch when you watch his highlight film. So, 
uh, I'm I'm excited. He 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 is going to be uh, he's going to be a really good one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for him. the The one question mark, and um, is it, I, I think he's an inside guy at the next level. I'm curious to see how they use him, and it'll be years before we really see that. But you know that that's that's a position where like Auburn almost has exclusively slot receivers right now. But by the yeah. time he's really playing, you know, two years from now, the roster is going to turn over a ton, so it doesn't really matter. But you know, guys like Jay Fair will still be on the roster. Guys like you know Camden Brown will be expected to have taken that step by then, and he's going to kind of be the piece behind them. And I think, I think they all can be on the field at the same time. But I mean, with the transfer portal and stuff now, the roster is going to look totally different by that point anyway. So it may not even matter. Right. Uh- the one thing I've seen, um, I don't really, I get that he might, I don't, the, as far as like penciling him as a, as a slot guy, like we seem to be doing, we say that we have a lot of kids that are, that are slot guys, but like, I feel like if you can kind of use their strengths, all, all there's, there's guys that have different strengths. I, I don't see like a cookie cutter idea of what an outside receiver, I mean, maybe we want a six, four, uh, yes, maybe that's what you really. You want something you north want, of six like, foot. I mean, six four is probably a little extreme, but I think six two is a reasonable ask. Yeah, maybe, but like, there's there's guys that are outside receivers. I mean, we can look up the 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 NFL receiving leaders, uh, and there's. I mean, it's not just all six four, six five dudes. Like a lot of guys. Do you trust? Do you I, trust I, Auburn's I offensive scheme to use it that way? Do you trust us to be able to get our five ten, five eleven guys open on the perimeter? Why? Well, I mean everybody else does <laughs> i mean like let's just yeah, sure put up, yeah put I your mean, best five out there put the best five receivers out there don't label dudes by uh their height or, or, or measurables if i'm with you man open, it just it just hasn't five. happened it just hasn't yeah. happened yet i mean do you remember how big of a deal it was when like gus was finally like all right yep let's put seth williams and anthony schwartz on the field at the same time like let's let's just do it let's just do it it's yeah. like why did this take so long how was this that difficult to do yeah, we don't have to have the right format. Like, it doesn't have to be f- formationally. I mean, it sh- I, I wouldn't think it would have to be formationally based. Like, just find your best dudes, and uh, this guy's going to be one of them. Um, no question. I, 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 yeah, I, I, we may not have the the twin towers out there, a bunch of six two, six three guys, but I think we're going to have a bunch of athletes. I think. I, I think love that. The more the more I start thinking about this wide receiver room. It's all a bunch. It's a bunch of athletes, a bunch of athletes, and then you mix in um, Landon King, uh, who's listed in the program, by the way, as a wide, wide receiver, receiver. Yep. not tight end. So you throw in, you know, maybe you get one of those every now and then, but give me, give me a pile of six foot, one eighty, one ninety freak athletes, and I'm, I'm happy. They're just annoying to cover beat. for 40, 50 snaps a game. Just wear them out. OBJ and Jarvis Landry guys, give me a bunch of those. I'm those, all those for good, it. I'm all for it. I, I, it just seems like Auburn's scheme has always been behind everyone's. And we thought that yeah. it was going to catch up last year, and I think it got closer, but still, um, we're all expecting that big step with Brian Harson kind of being the guy, right? This is his yes. program now, and so hopefully, hopefully that all takes care of itself. So Auburn lands Carmelo English. They land Jeremiah Cobb this past Friday. What does that mean for the Tigers 
over the next few weeks on the recruiting front. We'll tell you in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. But as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's almost as many people as Charlie Five knows. And obviously, this tool is why businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires, excuse me, quality hires in leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Boast your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Charlie Five, big news happening on the recruiting front for the Tigers. We mentioned it a second ago. Auburn landing the number one running back in the state, the number one wide receiver in the state. Still just four commits, four quality commits, four guys that have clear path to playing time in their first two years in this program, which you, you agreed a second ago. Are we feeling better? Or is this still a, hey, we need more than four dudes? It's it, it's still, you know, um, even though we're, we're still months away from the season. Where, where are you on this now? Uh, I feel I feel a little bit better. I think you've sort of got proof of concept now when you got guys like this that are committed that you can sell that say, hey, look, these are not just a bunch of scrubs. These are like the top players in the country, and they're in the boat right now. Right. Uh, and they're going to be out recruiting, and that, that could help. Um, on the flip side, I feel like after, if I think Brock Glenn may commit this coming week at some point in time. Maybe that was the talk early July. Uh, I, I, I don't feel very good about Keldrick Falk, um, who is supposed to commit maybe, I guess, I think today, actually. It'll be sometime today or tomorrow or this week. Okay. Uh, not feeling good about that. But if Brock Glenn doesn't go, if we don't get Brock, Brock Glenn, which I think it's kind of come a little bit closer uh, back to maybe a, a coin a coin flip uh, there, but if, I don't I don't um, feel good about it. I don't feel good either. But if we get him, uh, then you can really build momentum because you have your quarterback in in the class. But if you don't, it could be a while before we see see another one. Um, but I, I also wonder, and we'll have to do some digging and, and learn a little bit more about this. But the the NIL thing is starting mm-hmm. is is about to switch over from what I understand, like the the buyout or whatever from the big NIL company is about to go through. And I've talked to a few people, and they're they're actually a lot more excited about some guys uh, that that I would have never thought we would have had a chance with. Quay Rusal being one of them. Oh, um, and then uh, I think a, a, there's a defensive tackle from from Columbus, Georgia. I mean, big, big time guys that they think that, you know, we can get, uh, we can get in with, but we'll just have to, we'll have to see, but maybe that could help pick up some momentum too, is that, that, you know, sort of switches over and and gets going. That'd be huge. That'd be huge. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of Auburn fans are curious to see what happens with this NIL switchover. NIL Auburn is not NIL Auburn anymore. And so what does that do for recruiting? Um, yeah, because it, it, it's, it's got to do some, I mean, you got to have it. So it's, it's, uh, who, whatever people get excited about, whatever people get excited about and they want to purchase or, or be involved with, that's what, that's what we need to be 
hoping for because that's what we're going to have to have to be competitive uh, and win these bat continue to win these battles. So um, that that whole switch over and that whole transition that'll be interesting to watch over the next month uh, because there's basically a dead period. I think there's kind of a dead period between right. between now and the end of July. So um, once once that's over, it's going to be rock and roll. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you're, you're just seeing like these national stories of Miami adding these dudes and you know their quarterback that they added to Jalen Rashada. Yeah, like nine million dollars. Nine million dollars to play there, and it's more than like a lot of the NFL quarterbacks are going to make next year. And it's like, I, I just don't feel like we're anywhere close to that. No, and I don't think we want to be, and I don't think anybody's going to be that close. But the mar- there's just no way the market can. There's no way that they'll ever get their value out of that. I feel like there's just there's just no way. Uh, and rich people aren't didn't get rich by being stupid. So I think eventually it, it's sort of like the new thing right now. Let's just throw a bunch of money out there and see what happens. Um, it'll it'll sort of I think it'll come back to the fold. And I honestly think that the the initial structure of NIL Auburn is probably the most ideal way to do it because you're doing it by the book. You're not doing it uh, shady, shady. And um, it's, it's something that's a little bit more guaranteed for, for the kids and versus these big, just crazy, crazy, like one-offs that are just going to be impossible to uh, continue to replicate. I, I, and who knows if they're even – I mean, maybe they'll let you follow through with it. Like, I just – for some reason, I have a really hard time believing that kid's ever going to see $9 million. I just have a really hard time believing that's going to happen. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just have a hard time believing that's actually going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. But, well, I, I hope for his sake that he thing. does, though. I hope for his sake yeah. that he does. Um, yeah, then, like, Miami yesterday had, like, the top offensive tackle in the country. And it's like, well, if they're paying – they're starting quarterback $9 million. If I'm that kid, it's like, well, you better pay me to take care of them. You know what I mean? So it's just like, gosh, I don't, I don't know how you compete with that. Um, all right. So there's a lot of talk right now about college football and the big picture regarding conference expansion, the USC UCLA move from the PAC 12 to the big 10 set the, the college football world on fire. But now there's talk about other schools that may want to come to the SEC, how does that impact Auburn? We'll tell you in just a moment. But uh, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, betting lines, all of the action is available at BetOnline. And it is your continued source for all sports wagering info, including live betting, that's big with baseball, as well as esports, scores, and more. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Check it all out. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. Charlie Five, there's talk about Miami being interested in the SEC. There's talk about Baylor. Yeah, I'm seeing it in Baylor circles, you know, talking about their fit in the SEC. I think Clemson and FSU has come up as well. I think that's a pretty natural fit as well. So, um, we had a similar conversation when Texas and Oklahoma came in to the conference. Right. Is it crazy for me to say that the bigger the SEC gets, the more it hinders Auburn? In what in what aspect? I mean, I, th- I think I know where you're going with this, but I want to hear in, like the aspect that you think it's going to hinder 
or sort of will get caught in the wash. Like, yeah, I think so. I think especially at the timing of it all. I mean, I, I think we're kind of the middle class of the SEC. And right. I think when you add a Clemson, I don't think, I think Clemson's in the SEC, I think they're upper middle class. I think FSU will be middle class. I think Baylor will be middle class. And all of a sudden, you know, instead of Auburn just fighting with the Mississippi schools and LSU every few seasons and, now Arkansas is pretending like they're up there for the for the time being. You got to add all those other schools. Oh, and also those are areas that Auburn recruits, and they can't, you know, uh, they can't they just play the, the SEC card when when going yeah. up against Clemson. And so, I, I I don't know if this is good for Auburn. I think it's good for college football. I don't know if it's good for the Auburn Tigers. I I think though, the same problems that Auburn has a lot. Uh, Anytime you add more more kids, we're already recruiting against these guys, and I know yeah. we do have we do have the SEC card, but like, I just don't I don't know how like when you when you're going up against a Clemson or or, or a Florida State, like how much that really weighs in weighs in. I mean, in, in case in point, we may lose two kids to FSU this week, right. um, so I, I really don't know. And I think the the equalizer is going to be NIL. So how however Auburn how ever aggressive Auburn is uh, with NIL will, will, will dictate their success no matter how many teams you add. Uh, but adding, adding schools like I, I agree that, that, that adds a bunch of middle-class school, a bunch of middle-class schools, but it also to me, the way the scheduling would have to work, that would mean you get to play more middle-class schools. That's so, so you're not, you, you it's going to be really hard to play your, it's really gonna. It's gonna be hard to play Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, LSU every single year with all these. So it's gonna shake up some schedules. So maybe we'll have you know a more even kill schedule versus a, a real top heavy, not even a top heavy, just a gauntlet of uh, you know you you don't ever you you get like two weeks uh, of playing like a middle team and you got to play you know a Texas A&M or a or Georgia, or an Alabama, sure. or, or LSU. So maybe that helps sort of even out the the not even the playing field, but making the schedule a little bit more consistent. I guess um, who knows? I it'll it'll be fun to see. I, I've, I've I've obviously heard the speculation. I want to ask you a question. So okay, they, people talk about like what's what's the smart move for the SEC? What's the smart move for the SEC? And it's always the the talk is always about markets, TV markets. Um. And my and, and so with that being said, um, with that being said, does it make sense to add a Clemson or a Florida State, or would it make more sense to add go west, add an Arizona State or or uh, Colorado, the Denver, the Denver market, or you know something some something like that? Like what what do you think's best for the SEC, or what what do you think? helps helps the SEC as a whole more. I, I think it's more about quality than it is where the schools are. Uh, I understand yeah. the argument, and obviously that's why the Big Ten wanted L.A. They wanted USC and UCLA for the L.A. market. But I think, if anything, the NFL has showed us that if you put the best product that you possibly can on the field They'll and make it. every game matter, all of a sudden um, people watch. People watch. I agree. And the, the issue with college football, and the NFL is my love. I cover a college team, but the NFL is my love. How many times when doing this show or when I was doing, you know, a, a radio show, 
I would have the talking point of, yeah, there's really only like three games that are worth watching this week. The NFL, you don't ever get that. Ever. Right. Ever. But all of a sudden, if you add six more SEC teams or four, if you add Miami, Clemson, FSU, and Baylor on top of Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Yeah. And you make it where you only have, you know, two or three non-cons a, a year. All of a sudden, that schedule becomes a lot more attractive for everybody. I'm not even talking about people. In all sports. Yeah. Yeah. People who are, you know, NFL heavy and they want to say, oh, man, well, you know, Baylor's playing Miami this weekend or, or Auburn's taking on Clemson. And, and all of a sudden, it becomes more and more interesting for everyone. And that, it doesn't matter what market you're in. Because people right. want to watch high-quality football, high-quality matchups, high-quality so games, glad. <laughs> and a solid product. I'm and, so glad you got your, this way because the more I hear about people talking about we should go add an Arizona – go for the, the Phoenix market or the, the Denver, I'm just like, that's just – like, why do you want to add – like, who cares how big the market is? Those markets don't watch, watch college football. College no, football watch is college watched football. in the South. That is it. And then Go you have ahead. pockets. You have Columbus, Ohio. You've got parts of Michigan. But the most of the country does not watch college football. They don't. No. They totally. don't. And so no. build up the markets that already watch college football and own it. Bingo. Own the ACC fans that are like, oh, okay, well, I'm following Clemson, FSU, and Miami over to the SEC. I don't care about freaking, you know, Duke playing Wake Forest in November. Who cares? So if you add, yeah, so no brainers to me are FSU, Miami, and Clemson. Who's your fourth? To Baylor. Get to Twenty. Baylor. Baylor. What about North Carolina or Virginia Tech? I don't like, think North think Carolina about, would come without Duke. I just don't okay. think they would. It's not a Texas A and M Texas type. There's thing. not going to be an ACC. If you get though, there's not going to be an, one of these conferences is gone. I don't know if it's going to be the Pac-12 or if it's going to be the uh, ACC, but one of these conferences is is, is more than likely going to be. My favorite thing about all of this is it's shown that football is the only thing that matters. Only thing that matters. Because my first thought, what, and and I guess it's... We're a basketball school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That Jabari Smith being drafted show is like the worst performing show I've had in three years. Tell me we're a basketball school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's sad. I'm I'm, I'm embarrassed for that. Um, Wild. By a lot, too. By a lot. Insane. But the the whole... um, like when USC and UCLA were announced that they were joining the Big Ten, I guess I'm still somewhat in college baseball mode, but it was yeah. like, so you're telling me like women's basketball and softball and baseball and volleyball and tennis, you know, all of these non-rev sports, they're going to have to pay to like fly across the country every other weekend. That's a big deal. That's a big that deal. But, but football makes so much money where it's all worth it. So um, keep that in mind. You know, people are like, well, you know, North Carolina or Duke would be awesome for, for basketball. And it's like, well, sorry. Like more people go to Kentucky football games than Kentucky basketball games. Like, let's just, let's, let's all keep that in perspective here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you. Baylor would be, Baylor would not be bad. Um, you, you just have, then you'd have three Texas schools, right? Right there kind of on top of each other. I, I almost would, it, Virginia Tech would be, I feel like, would be a cool, a cool one. That UNC one doesn't do anything one. for me. Emotion. I, I like North Carolina more than Tech. Yeah, North Carolina or Virginia Tech would be would be kind of cool. I feel like. I think I would rather have both. Louisville than uh, than Tech. 
Louisville sucks at everything, though. <laughs> I, I, I just think I just think that's it. I just think that's more exciting. I don't I don't know why. Okay, I don't I know got why. You. I got you. Uh, you know, I, you know Bay, Baylor would be that would be a fun trip because I said Waco is pretty pretty sweet from what I understand, and that stadium is pretty sweet. But, Baylor uh, would really benefit from that. They would get so much tourist money because people would always love to go to Baylor. No question about it. Oh yeah. It. My, oh, yeah. my wife would go to that one just so they can she can hang out with um Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, I'm, oh, yeah. sure I'm just that, hoping we I'm just really hoping we don't keep buying into this TV market thing and just do the right thing. Do the do the the good thing and just go get Miami, uh Florida State and Clemson and then I really don't care who you add after that. I yeah, really do I, I think care. people were excited when Oklahoma was coming to the SEC because they're a top 6 college football program, not because right. the Norman market is what it is. Right. Right. Austin exactly. Austin's a little different. Texas is bigger than than college football or than their football team. Yeah. They're, they're bigger. But you get Dallas that. and Houston. You get Dallas and Houston. Yeah, so like that's a little up. bit different. But yeah. yeah, you're telling me like the Oklahoma market is is what it like. It's ah. just a different market. I mean, it's just a di- and it's part of Texas too. It 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 bleeds over into Texas too, so. Yeah. Uh I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's crazy like to think like what's going to be the end game here? Is it four conferences or is it going to be like an east and a west? Like what's gonna be the what's gonna be the end game here? If I'm the SEC, I don't care about anybody else, and I just build it as big as I can, and we have our own championship. That yeah. that I think that would be awesome. Oh yeah, that might be yeah, and and it kind of sounds like that behind the curtains, not just from an SEC perspective, but that may be that may be the the plan. Like get away from the uh, get away from the NCAA, and you just have eighty teams uh, and four twenty team conferences, and just have your own playoff, have your own champion, have your own everything. And there's going to be some probably going to be some Power Five schools that are going to be left out. Uh, I mean, and it it could be it could be really bad for schools like Georgia Tech or or a Louisville or or some you know those type those type schools. So. Um, I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's crazy to crazy to like so much stuff is changing. It's, so much it's, stuff is changing. It's moving so quickly, and yeah. you know, I don't know if if NIL had something to do with it. I don't know if it's a portal. I don't know if everything just if the dam broke and it's just like let's just do all of this now. The, you know, nothing's yeah. changing the sport in too long. I mean, this is a sport that like not that long ago there wasn't an actual national championship game. It was no, just people just like, voted at the end. Yeah. They just got, they all got in a room and just voted. Yeah, like, it's crazy. You know, that wasn't that long ago. No, no, it was not. It's not that long ago at all. Wow. Uh, Charlie Five, how can people, uh, how can people find you, hear you, support you, yep. love you? Find me on stuff. Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five, uh, on Auburn Live, the corner message board, the all, Locked on Auburn Discord every day. We get in there, we have, we mix it up, we have fun. It's and fun. then Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Thank you so much, Charlie. Five Auburn message board legend joining us. You can read all of my written work at auburndaily.com. And also, hey, if you got to this point of the video, you must have liked what you heard. Click that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 5,000 subscribers. Would mean a ton. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.